You're listening to That's the Industry Podcast, episode number five. Today, we are talking about agents and managers in the entertainment industry and how they play a crucial role in people's careers. Some people don't know the difference between the two, and we're definitely going to explain that, and we're also going to talk about how to get an agent or manager. Stay tuned. You're listening to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. The podcast that takes you inside all the aspects of the entertainment industry. Directly from the people who are making it happen. And now, your host, Thomas Jordan. What's going on, guys? Thomas Jordan here, sitting with Brad Lambert. The reason I wanted to speak to him is because he's a speaker. He's also a manager as well as a producer. And if you've watched any of my content, we go over what the definition is of all those things all the time. But I really want to kind of focus on his management and producing skills because he's going to be, I think, bigger than Scooter Braun. (laughs) If you don't know who that is, you've been living under a rock. My mom used to say I was a jack of all trades, you know. I think the more you can do, the more valuable you can be in Mm. any situation, right? Mm. So as a producer, um, it's a very creative, creativity meets business, right? So um, I produce everything from social content for brands and influencers all the way up to feature films. Did a horror film a year and a half ago with uh, the writer and creator of Friday the 13th, which was really cool. I was born on Friday, January 13th, like my mom. (laughs) So that was a very cool experience working with a legend like that. So um, for me, it's, uh, I enjoy producing because it is that mixture of creativity, right? Being creative, coming up with unique executions, and then the business side, handling the money, putting the right team together to make the project actually happen, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been lucky to work with brands such as Red Bull. Um, I've worked with just athletes, um, models, just incredibly talented people that I'm really excited that uh, to kind of build off of that. So, And people who say that, you know, they're a jack of all trades, but then there's people who say if you're the jack of all trades, you're the master of none. How do you take that? I, I think it's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you have a, uh, a bandwidth, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? So. Um, I think my three things, you know, that's my bandwidth. And I, I know my lane and I'm comfortable in my lane and I stay in my lane. I think a lot of people uh, try to spread themselves too thin and that's where they get into trouble. Um, but I'm very comfortable in my lane and what I'm able and capable to do, able. It's a good one. Yeah. We'll, we'll add that. <laughs> Bing. Bing. Able. Yeah. Um, what I'm able to do and capable of doing. I know the term producer, especially in Los Angeles, gets thrown around so much. Yes. What is a yeah? So what does a producer actually do? What I do mm-hmm. may be different from another producer out there, yeah. right? So, like I said, it's it's a mixture of business and creative. So uh, early on in the project, it's getting the right people involved, finding a director, finding the first AD, finding the talent. You know, depending on what kind of shoot it is, it's putting like assembling a team together, you know, yeah. like Nick Fury and the yeah. Avengers. So it's, it's, uh, it's a fun process, that, that business side, negotiating the deals, mm-hmm. you know, getting the best bang for your buck. And then the creative side is, you know, where you get in that artistic side where you can really get creative and add your twist to it and try to come up with the most moving and compelling story to whatever it is you're doing, you know. 
I like to do things that have meaning, you know? Mm -hmm. I really want to impact and help people as much as I can. So the projects I, you know, have worked on and am working on, I tried to make the majority of them have a purpose. So it's it's pretty cool. Would you say you split the two? Like selfishly, let's be real, like you want to work on stuff that, you know, provides impact and sure. produces value, but then there's stuff that has to pay the bills as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, we all have to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the reality of the situation, most of us at least. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I think it's important that you can't, you, you don't ignore your passions. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been successful because I've followed my passions. Everything I've done, whether it was getting into the sports industry in my mid-teens, late teens, Mm -hmm. working with some of the best professional athletes in the business. I'm from Pittsburgh, so naturally I worked a lot with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, to go from that fan, you know, domain to friendship with these guys, that's so special, but it was because of that passion. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you ask me to go work, you know, with the New York Jets, I'll get the deal done Mm -hmm. and I'll be passionate about the job. But my, uh, the fact that I love that team and love that city and love those guys and I want them to genuinely be successful, for me, that was just an easy, like, follow your passions, you know? So I really, you know, I care about those guys and I want them to be successful and happy. So that's what got me into the sports industry, adding whatever value I could to them in their lives, their business, whatever, to make, you know, them better and help them. So yeah. And following your passions, how do you stay in your lane? Cause you know, your three things that you're yeah. good at, but how do you stay in your lane, especially working with, you know, whether it's a sports team or something to do with the movies? Sure. I mean, I'm confident enough in myself mm-hmm. to know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not good at this. So I'm going to go find someone else who's amazing at it mm-hmm. and let them do their thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be someone I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's just not me and how I was raised and who I am as a person. And that's why I love producing because I get to work with so many talented people, mm-hmm. you know, that just fire me up because it's like, I love what I do, but I love seeing other people in their element and being successful at it. So producing is fun because I get to collaborate with creatives and just awesome people. And uh, for me, like I said, I, I understand what I'm strong at, what I'm not strong at, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm not good at everything. Nobody is. But I, I try to be uh, as, as uh, valuable as I can in the sense that if, if you can add value in any situation, you're going to be successful. That's just the way that is. So when it comes to working on a project, if I have to do things I'm not familiar with or I'm not quite sure how to do, I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say, see you later, yeah. you know, pass on the opportunity. You know what I mean? It seems like you're very self-aware. Do you feel like that is a very hard skill to hone in on? I think ego has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially out here in this business, you get sucked into the, the flash and dash and all that BS. And, you know, a lot of people think they're a lot bigger than they actually are. You know, I, I judge success on how many zeros you have in your bank account. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for the most part, um, you know, from a business standpoint, yeah. success and, and happiness in life, that's a totally different story, but we're talking X's and O's for business. Yeah, if, 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 you're, if you don't have that financial success, you know, that's, that's the telltale factor. So a lot of people out here think because they're doing you know flashy parties or they have followers or whatever they're they're 
invincible, you know, or they're good at one thing and they think they're invincible. And it's like, there's, once you accept there's always going to be someone better than you, there is no ego. Mm. I don't have an ego because there's thousands of people out there probably better than me, right? What, okay, good. But those are the people I want to surround myself with. Yeah. I'm not that kind of like big headed, like, oh, you're better than me? Well, you, you know, yeah. can I swear? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's, that's the thing. Like a lot of people have that attitude. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're better than me? Good luck. You, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's just a horrible attitude to have. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna collect yeah. all those talented people because you can learn from everybody, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So I try to surround myself with people who are really good at what they do because that work ethic or that talent or how they think about you know business and life, mm-hmm. that'll rub off in some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Yeah. They always say you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're hanging out with people who are super successful and really good at what they do and good people, that's just gonna make you better. And how do you deal with ego? Cause working the sports industry yeah. and the movie industry, yeah. especially here in Los Angeles, this is like ego central. Yeah. So how do you deal with it? I don't, I don't put up with it. I really don't. Like if I'm working with someone and their ego is too big, I'm out. Like, Can you smell it from yeah, a mile away? Oh, yeah. Instantly? I mean, I, I pride myself on being so genuine and so real that, like, I can smell that and see through that instantly, you know? And I, I don't really put up with it. I don't associate with people who think they're hot shit and bigger and better than everybody. I just, I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. you know? I don't care if you have 20 million followers or you're super successful. That's not the kind of person I want to be associated with, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, all shit rolls downhill, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you're hanging out with someone who's an ego-driven maniac, that's not gonna look great for you at the end of the day because you are <laughs> choosing to spend your time with that person and associate with that person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't deal with it, like I, I'm not into it. I just, it's, it's uh, unless it's well-deserved, you know, unless mm-hmm. you're Scooter Braun, you know, like a guy like that. And I'm not saying you have an ego scooter. I'm just saying you're super successful at what you do. So you may feel a certain way or carry yourself a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the ego is, is the quickest trap to failure. You know what I mean? Because people who have egos today, 90% of them shouldn't because they have no <laughs> nothing to back it up. They you know say it I mean? stems from insecurities. A hundred percent. And once again, if, if you can accept and say, I'm not the best, I'm gonna be the best version of myself and you know, work my ass off and do what I can, but obviously at 29, I'm not where I wanna be yet, so where's the ego there? You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and I've been working on something where I wanna to try to get to, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation about where like, where it's actually stemming from and like how to just abolish it because everybody i've met from la i tell people all the time super cool but then you meet people with that ego and that's where la gets the bad rap but then you find out they're from arizona (laughs) or atlanta or pittsburgh and it's like wait a minute whoa 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 like where, where what happened yeah something happened and it's just like I don't know, but like I said, that's a whole different conversation. But uh, I did, okay, so we got the producing and I kind of want to talk about managing now. What is the difference between an agent and a manager? 
So once again, in, in all aspects of business, my definition, how I handle myself as a manager is I, I became a manager in the sense, it started in the sports industry. I wanted to be an agent. I saw Jerry Maguire mm -hmm. in high school. I fell in love with that movie. I resonated with that character. Um, and I honestly, growing up, I didn't, wasn't super familiar with that film. And a lot of people would compare me to Jerry, just how I handled myself. Mm. And when I saw the movie, I was like, holy shit, like this makes so much sense. Yeah. Because Jerry was the guy that he treated his clients as family. Mm. And he genuinely cared about them as people, as well as them as professionals and their families and so on and so forth. So I was like, that's me 100%. Like in high school, I was working with the high school athletes, helping them train. Mm. Even in college, I was working with the college athletes, helping them train just helping them with their business, helping whatever I could in whatever way. For free. Yeah, so it was just like getting that experience, building that network and just trying to help the people I cared about, right? So then when I got in with, with the pros, it was adding value from a marketing standpoint, a PR standpoint, a social standpoint, what, wherever I could add that value. It could be as simple as like, hey bro, I'm in Arizona, I need you to go to my house and check something out. I'm there, you know what I mean? Like, if you're reliable in that sense, you're there. So. I was in the sports industry and I knew I wasn't going to be an agent because the, the way the league is set up, at least for the NFL, is you have to have a law degree. And now that's kind of changed more towards a, a related master's degree, but I wasn't going back to school and getting the master's, so that was off the table. <laughs> now if they change that down the road, look out. But, uh, but, you know, and then when I moved out here, it's a little bit different. So I really dove into managing creatives, you know, whether they be actors or athletes, you know, entertainers, I guess is a better word, but just people who I resonate with. Once again, it's not about the follower count or how fancy or cool you are. It's about like, I really look at the people, mm -hmm. you know, I, that's, I want to work with people who I resonate with and who share the same values and work ethic and whatnot. So, I mean, I work with uh, Amber Torrealba. She's a, uh, two-time Amber, two-time <laughs> world champion, uh, skimboarder, and she's, she's yeah, her her Instagram yeah. is solid. But, but what's so incredible about Amber is she's such an artistic creative. I mean, there are so many athletes she's out there. She's a filmmaker. She does all yeah. her own editing and everything. That's what I mean. So like, there are so many athletes out there that are really good at what they do, but they'll just throw on a GoPro and whatever. Look at me. But a Amber just takes it to a whole nother level. You know, she just is able to direct and and shoot and edit and create this massively beautiful story. And then just her editing style is so fast paced and jump cuts and just, it's so entertaining to watch. So, you know, I've, I've worked with her a lot. I've worked with Indy Cowie a lot. Um, she's an incredible human being um, just through and through. She's a professional soccer freestylist. She's sponsored by Nike. I mean, I grew up playing soccer and I can't do like 2% of the shit she can yeah. do. It's, it's mind blowing. But you know, talent and work ethic, that's where that, you know, mm. that meshes. So, you know, and just working with my athletes, still, you know, communicating with them, helping them with whatever I can. But at the end of the day, it's just about helping people that I care about. Like that's, that's the root of it. And it's, it comes with the passion angle too, right? So like I'm working with Boss Logic. He's one of the biggest artists online today mm -hmm. and I, I think the the landscape of art is changing into more digital now you know whereas before you you know 
Van Goghs, the, you know, Da Vinci's and that, right? But now it's like, everything's digital. Mm -hmm. So like, he has about a million followers on Instagram. He averages like 10 to 14 million impressions a week. And he handles all pop culture stuff. So he does a lot of comic book stuff, a lot of film stuff, a lot of TV stuff. So I followed him for years. And it got to a point where I was like, I have to work with you, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was me following my passions again, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're working together and I couldn't be more excited about the potentials because I see so much opportunity for him that he hasn't yet tapped and I'm doing everything I can to help him get there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that for me, that's so fulfilling is to helping, you know, I always say when I'm, when I'm speaking, it's like, I'm not gonna solve all your problems, but if I can do or say one thing that helps you in some way, shape or form, that's, that's a win in my book, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for managing, it's, it's that. It's like, you know, some days it's book me a hotel, you know, book me a flight. And then other days it's let's negotiate this massive deal with this massive brand mm -hmm. and have enormous amounts of people see your work. What is better? You know what I mean? So it's, uh, once again, it's a passion thing for me. I, you know I'm a big film, TV, comic guy. I mean, so to work with Boss is just amazing. And we've just been at it for a few months now. And he's coming to LA in January. He's in Melbourne, Australia, which is just crazy. And uh, I mean, the support he gets from, you know, celebrities and big brands is just insane and credit to his work so i'm excited but you know once again it's like as a manager i care about people i genuinely want them to succeed and i want to help them do that why do you care so much just who i am as a person i mean i i was raised right mm -hmm. <laughs> you know i just i care about people almost to a fault you know and i've been burned a lot as we all have but i'm not going to change you know Every experience is a lesson, you know, there. So you learn, you live and you learn, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, I just like to see people happy. You know, I'm, I'm the, you know, if I go to a movie, I enjoy the movie, but I also get so much out of the movie in the theater that I look to my right or my left and I see someone laughing or smiling and they're just enjoying themselves, you know? So um, just a very supportive guy who likes to see people succeed. I think that's like, once again, the ego thing you know if you have an ego you're not happy to see other people succeed that's just fact right mm -hmm. i mean it's like oh, lame you know or you whatever mm -hmm. it's like oh man like that's amazing like yeah. good for you so i don't know i i i enjoy that aspect i look to grow in that area you mentioned scooter braun earlier mm -hmm. that guy man i i uh one of the most humble dudes i've ever seen yeah but i i appreciate him so much mm -hmm. not because of who he is as a professional but who he is as a person mm -hmm. and that goes over to his family how he's a great dad and a great husband and a great friend and just how he takes care of his people you know and then in his business it's the same way I mean he's the best for a reason and I think it is because he's extremely smart he's very good at what he does but he's a good person and I think there's a lot there that, you know, I think you have to be a good person to be successful, not 100% of the time. Obviously, we know a few people who are not good people who are very successful for whatever reason, mm. but when you come across a guy like Scooter, 
I mean, I think his work and the way he handles himself and carries himself speaks for itself. I feel like we connect as well because yeah. I don't know if it's an East Coast thing or it's just we were just raised properly, right? I just want to know, is it? do you think it's a skill in itself where you like if you like people take advantage of your kindness or they see your kindness as weakness and they burn you some way shape or form how do you learn to deal with that if it happens it's a lesson right Mm. and then i kind of take a few steps back from said person or people and i'm not as willing to do it again you know but i don't change who i am going forward you know what i mean i don't get jaded i don't be like everybody you know that I'm just like that person you're kind of in your own category now where I'm kind of wise to your act and I'm not going to let that happen again so but once again the, the important thing is not changing who you are because someone you know disrespects you or treats you wrong it's like well that's their freaking problem and now you lost me you know what I mean <laughs> it's like move on yeah. and how and to kind of shift a little bit but like how do you find talent like what stands, what gives somebody that X factor? They don't have to be superstars or massive followings, you know? I just, it's easier to find them that way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, due to social media being so active, so that's been a huge thing for me. You know, I've connected with people via social media mm-hmm. because that's one of the best ways to communicate now. Um, but social's been a huge uh, advocate for that for me. Um, also just meeting people in person you know I think uh, you kind of get enamored with their talents on social but if you meet them in person and they suck I think you know that there's your answer you know what I mean once again I don't care how talented you are but if you're not a good person and you don't treat treat people nicely and with respect I mean you may have success being a dick for so long Mm -hmm. but you're going to hit that wall ten times harder so I, I really am cognizant with how I treat people. You know, we're all very busy. We're all overwhelmed with life and business and everything, but I try really hard to get back to everybody on social, get back to everybody on text, comments, whatever, because that's love and support that I'm getting, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lose that, and I appreciate that, you know. So it's, uh, it's definitely important. I was having a few conversations today over DM with people that, I've never met before, mm-hmm. but I'm lucky enough that they find my channel so interesting and, you know, whatever their reasons are. And, uh, you know, those conversations mean the world to me. Mm-hmm. So it's, I had someone today send me a fan art. Like, they took a picture of me and drew me. And it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Are you put it up on your wall? I don't, I'm going to have <laughs> to ask. Or it's going to go in your office. I'm going to have to ask permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it was a kind of a DM thing. Yeah, but. Yeah. That to me was like just so cool, yeah. you know, because I don't look at myself as like some big star that deserves fan art, you know, but whatever I've done on social has moved and impacted this person to the point where they felt the need to do it. Yeah. And that to me is so amazing and so special. And I, I'm just like, that was this morning. And I was just like, this is so freaking cool. Yeah. But that's, that's the point. Like, you know, I don't have millions of followers yet yeah yet but i try to use my channel to inspire and inject positivity and support and motivate mm-hmm. like you know if you see me at a red carpet premiere my captions aren't like 
who's the man, uh, you know, it's like, follow your passions, mm-hmm. you know, like good things happen when you do that and when you take care of people who are good to you and just be nice and be good to others. I mean, good things happen. So I've been very lucky and, um, you know, once again, if I can say something that helps somebody, so be it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on a really special project right now that I'll be releasing in the next few weeks, but it's, uh, it's all about that. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, helping and inspiring and motivating. And, you know, I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything, you know, but what I do know and what I am good at can help people. So I feel like there is a, a gap in the space where, you know, you have this, the Gary's and, and Lewis Howes who are just killing it at the high level, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of confusion and uh, I don't want to say conflict, but just kind of people floating, like, I don't know what to do, help, you know? But all the, like, the stuff and topics that they're talking about are kind of too, too big, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm trying to do whatever I can in that regard to fill that void back in that are kind of like well well yeah but it you know when I spoke at NC State early this year I was like I'm not here to make you a millionaire you know like that's not my focus like do these five things and you'll be a millionaire you know like most people talk on social these days you know my best friend in the entire world I've known him for over 10 years he's like my brother he he grabbed me off stage and was like hey after everything ended he was like I just want to let you know you know you're not up there pushing, you know, trying to create millionaires and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're up there making better people. And when he said that, I don't think I've ever received a better compliment in my life. And that resonated with me because that was the purpose. You know, I wasn't up there like do X, Y, Z, make a million dollars. I was like, do X, Y, Z, you'll be a better person and you'll put yourself in a better situation to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, being a dick isn't going to get you anywhere. You'll have the short-term success, possibly, but eventually you will get that great dose of karma. And social media is like, what does Gary say? He's like, you can't hide from it. With social, you can't hide if you're a dick. Like, it's just gonna happen. I posted something this morning. I said, your reputation is everything. Takes years to build and seconds to ruin. And with social media, like you just mentioned, takes one second, one thing you said, one thing you did, you're done. The people that you represent, whether they be athletes, actors, whatnot, I mean, have you, have they come close to that line where you needed to kind of like reel them in? I mean, I, I try to have a consistent dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, with, they don't have to be my clients. They can be just friends and family and whatever, but just kind of like, before you put something out there, in a, in a sense, like, let me look over it first because I will look at all angles. I'm very strategic in how I approach my, my business and my life. I plan five to 10 moves ahead and I will think of every possible uh, <laughs> reaction <laughs> yeah. to a scenario. And I think when you, you take the time to think of those things, people may be like, you're crazy, you're going overboard. It's like, yeah, but I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. And when you're prepared for every scenario, nothing really is, can slip through the cracks, right? or you won't get blindsided. So, you know, I try to help them in that regard. But once again, I don't associate with people who would do something mm. stupid that would, whether it be friends, family, clients. So you already have it, yeah. uh, what you're already yeah, 10 it's, steps ahead of it yeah. before it even starts. Well, it's, it's, once again, like, 
if I were to sign someone who's kind of uh, risque and mm -hmm. you know can potentially get in trouble with whether they do or say something, I'm putting my reputation because I'm attaching myself to them, right, on the chopping block. So all it takes is one thing, and then I go down with him or her, you know? And it's just kinda, I try to get ahead of stuff like that. You know, is it worth it, whatever it may be? Yeah. If it's not, no. Like. <laughs> what is the proper way to approach you as a manager? Because I'm sure once people see what you do, they, yeah. and then they get a whiff that you represent so-and-so or whatever, I mean, your DMs have to be flooded. For me, it's, it's how you go about it. You know, I, I'm, I'm big on relationships. And I'm big on, obviously, treating people with respect and kindness. And um, especially in business, if you're trying to connect with someone, you were talking about it off camera, it's like people hit you up in over text or email or DM or social and they're like, read my movie, you know, or, you know, watch my reel. And, you know, it's like, I don't even know your name. I don't know anything about you and you're already asking for something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's no basis for a relationship when you do that. Now, if I get someone who reaches out to me and they're genuinely intrigued about what I do, hey, what do you do? What, what's your story? get to know me a little bit, take the time to do that and actually give a shit. Now, I can see through your BS, obviously, so don't, don't be uh, <laughs> full of BS in yeah. this situation, but if you are genuinely interested in someone, it could be personal, professional, just be genuine. So like, get to know me a little bit. Let's have dialogue back and forth, you know, for a few weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months. Get to know each other on the, the bottom level, right? And then let's, let's talk business if, mm -hmm. if that's what you ultimately want to do. But if you come at me right away and you're like, read my script, you know, rep me, whatever. I'm just like, I don't know you at all. And we talked about this earlier. If I don't know who you are as a person, I'm certainly not going to be just like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like, because that will get me in trouble. And I, I will cut someone off so fast if they are impacting my happiness my reputation, any of that, I will, I don't care. Done, like, see you later. Is that in a contract, is that in your contract <laughs> somewhere? That's in life, yeah. that's a mantra. Like, I, I have no time or patience for negativity or BS, I just don't. Because that, that shit will affect you so fast. You know, even for a second. If you're around someone and you feel it and they're just whining, complaining, and just being negative all the time, mm -hmm it will rub off and you will be affected. And I was talking to Indy the other day and I was like, you know, people don't realize the power they have with social media. I don't care if you have 10 million followers or five. If you have five, you're impacting five people. Fact. Mm. So if you're spewing garbage and negativity and nonsense on your platform, those five people will be affected in some way, shape or form. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, once again, I don't have millions of followers yet, but that's why I try to just push like good vibes and positivity and inspire and motivate because we know the world we live in right now and it's not a great place. So, if uh, you're just full of negativity and nonsense, see ya. I, I, 
I try to control what I can't control, right? That's, you know, so those kind of things, who I surround myself with, who I associate with, those are things I can control, so I do. Would you consider yourself a boutique agency? There's like you and then like scooters on top, right? Because oh. I'm also noticing no matter what industry you're in, sure. like for me, the hosting industry, like you, the management side, is there, are there like management clicks? Oh, for sure. But the, I mean, that's kind of why I'm independent, you know, like I, I do focus on those three things. So for me, it's like, I'm kind of in my own niche, you know, and also the, the click thing. I mean, there are a few, um, a few managers that I talk to and, and work with, but they're good people, you know? But there are other managers out there like that will look at you as a threat, right? So they'll be like, you're a manager, I'm a manager, I'm not associating with you because you might take one of my clients, you know what I mean? So it's very just like, so I don't really deal with that, but. Do you think that does disservice to managers or just people in general instead of like basically pitting against each other instead of working together? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it goes back to the ego thing, right? So if you're, once again, saying fuck you to somebody because of what they do or how they handle stuff, that's an ego decision, 100%. So for me, it's like, no, I, I understand that no one gets anywhere by themselves. No one. It's just the reality of the situation. I wouldn't be here where I am today without the help of other people. Mm-hmm. That's just fact. And I'll never be the guy like, I'm here because of me and me alone. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. that's idiotic. Yeah. And people that say that are idiotic because that's just not how that works, man. Mm-hmm. Somebody somewhere, whether it be family, friends, uh, a business partner, somebody helped you get to where you are. So I'm constantly trying to meet other people who are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're other agents or managers or producers or whatever, because once again, I can still learn from them because I'm not perfect and I don't know everything. So at whatever capacity, I'll walk away from the situation learning something. So yeah, of course, I'm always open to collaborate and work with other people because I can always get better. Mm-hmm. You know, Whether it's a good lesson or a bad lesson, I will get better. So yeah, I, I think you're really doing a disservice to yourself in general if you're kind of pushing people away or being uh, you know, jaded or saying you to people just for the sake of like your own ego. You know, it's just a waste. So you and I are both Gary Vaynerchuk and Scooter Braun fans. Yes. Gary, Gary's superpower is to see things before they happen yep. business-wise and socially. Scooter's superpower is to recognize talent and yep. how to market. What is your superpower? I'd like to think that I'm a nice mix of both. The relationship thing to me is probably my biggest superpower. I did a podcast uh, a few months ago, it's called Becoming Superhuman. And that podcast was literally talking about your superpower. And the, the host, who is a very successful entrepreneur, dubbed my superpower as a networking, you know, relationship guy, right? And I agree, you know, I, I posted something on my story today that was like, if you're, personality isn't one that is easy to be around or likable you're not going to get very far and you have to make some changes you know what I mean because no one will want to work with someone who's not easy to work with you know or you'll work with them and then they won't want to work with you again Mm -hmm. so once again the ego thing 
recognizing what you're doing wrong or a mistake and making the necessary adjustments. So, um, I, I'd like to think, you know, I have a good eye for talent. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, nowhere near Gary or Scooter. Uh, those are two guys I look up to and have huge amounts of respect for. But yeah, I mean, it's they're definitely the relationship thing and just kind of, um, you know, I want to have the attitude of like, you want me to win, I want you to win, let's win together, you know. I'll never cut someone's legs off and like sneak in and, you know, do a dirty kind of business move like that. That's just not who I am. So I'm going to do things the right way. And, you know, that's who I am. You know, Gary was talking about it the other day. He's like, this was a, a video he posted back from like 2007 or something like that. So like Gary circa yeah. 07. And he was like, you know, I could be 10 times bigger if I acted like this. Mm-hmm. And didn't swear and things like that. But this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm not moving. This is, this is me. And this past, I don't know, six to eight months, I've become so comfortable. I've put my flag in the ground. And I said, this is me. And I've been just so comfortable with who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm about. And uh, the projects that are to come really reflect that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Do you think people have to be in LA to be successful in this industry? You have to go where the opportunities are. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta's big, New York's big, Chicago's big, and obviously LA is the kind of hub. So if you want to act, I mean, you can get gigs in all those other places, but LA's the hub. You know, if you want to be on Broadway or a theater, I'd go New York, you know. Um, but in today's day and age with social media, anybody can be found. You know what I mean? So um, if you have the assets to move to New York or L.A., by all means, you will put yourself in a much better situation to succeed. But don't come out here on a whim because if you're not prepared (laughs) and you didn't think ahead, things can get ugly real fast and your opportunity or chance at your dream will fail because you didn't really prepare for it, you know? I think having relationships and people you can lean on for these things are important too. So, you know, I, I would do your homework and prepare for these things because if you don't, you're really doing a disservice to yourself and putting yourself in a really bad situation um, because it's not easy and it's a brutal business. and you will get stabbed in the back so many times and you just got to keep going, you know? And, and there are literally people out there who just want to see you fail for whatever fucking reason. And I feel bad for those people and I'll just keep on smiling and doing my thing. But once again, at the end of the day, sweet karma will show up eventually in whatever capacity she deems fit. <laughs> you speak at colleges and things yeah. like that, like they come up to you, it's like, I want to be like an actor. What advice would you give them? There are so many assets available to people. You can go the old school route and read books. You can do the new age thing and listen to audiobooks or podcasts. Um, there are websites filled with tutorials. I mean, Google articles. I mean, there are so many things, tools that we have now that didn't exist 10, 20, 30 years ago that people kind of turn their nose up to. I'm not reading a book, like that's not cool, you know, but it's like, 
I'm not much into reading, but I've realized that I retain more information listening. So I'm big on audiobooks and podcasts now. So I love it. So I can be in the gym lifting and listening to an audiobook like Gary's new book and just two for one, you know what I mean? Or I'm in the car and I'm listening to a podcast. So no matter what you want to do, there are tools available for you. But also my biggest thing is once again, surrounding yourself with people who are better than you and more experienced or further down the road than you and where you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. So my big thing is do that, find those people. And once again, it's not reaching out and say, hey, help me. It's what can I do for you, right? So it could be as simple as like, hey, I need someone to answer the phones or hey, I need someone to stock the kitchen. Like if you're 21 fresh out of college, do those jobs, you know, get your foot in the door, be around those people that will make you better. Get rid of the ego, you know, like leave it at the door and just do those jobs because that will get you in the door. And Scooter was uh, talking about it too recently. He said something that was like, you know, a lot of people want to connect with me because of who I am and what I've done and all that. He's like, but the biggest mistake they're doing is they're ignoring their peers. And that's so smart. Once again, that's why I, I, I want to know everybody for the sake of not missing any opportunities, right? So if you know everybody at whatever capacity, phone number, email, whatever, if an opportunity arises and I need to do a music video and I need a director, I got 13 in my list, you know, that I can choose from, right? So, but it's, it's surrounding myself with talented individuals that are on my level and my age, right? Because Scooter said, 10 years from now, guess who those peers are gonna be, right? The people who are running the studios, the people who are the next Gary, you know, and so on and so forth. So Scooter's gotten to where he is, and he's acknowledged this, is because his peers, they all went up together, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, once again, I want you to win, you want me to win, let's win together. So it's finding those people that are in your uh, range, your zip code, you know, skill-wise, whatever, and just rolling with them, you know? Like, let's build together, and then five, 10 years down the road, we're running the show. But it's also surrounding yourself with those people like Scooter, who are very experienced and super successful of what they've done, and kind of having their ear, and like, hey, you know, I need your knowledge, I need your insight for certain situations. So um, I would reach out, add whatever value you can, don't be ego driven about it. If you have to do a silly job, do a silly job to get in the door, you know? No job is silly when you don't have any experience, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people out there who believe that they're much bigger than certain jobs for whatever reason, you know? I'm good at doing this, so I'm too big to take out the trash or whatever it may be, you know what I mean? And you're just hurting yourself, you know? It's an unpaid gig. I don't do free work. If I had that attitude, bro, I wouldn't be here today. I've done so much free work, and I'm sure you have too, but it's for experience, man. I'm not saying 100% of the time do free work, because then you can't pay your bills, but if you have a free day and a free job is there, why the hell wouldn't you do the free gig? Because you get that experience and you make all kinds of connections while you're there. Instead of what, sitting at home playing Fortnite? Come on. That's a, that's, a, that's a bonehead move. So just do it, you know? Like, 
stop going out, you know, like if you have an opportunity to do a free job, just do it because you're going to walk away with more experience. And while you're there, you got to make the most of the opportunity. So you got to network, leave with as many phone numbers and emails as you can and do it with dignity and respect and with the understanding that you're putting your reputation out there, right? Mm -hmm. Don't go in there with an attitude and just add whatever value you can and watch what happens, man. I mean, it just snowballs in the best of ways. But I mean, for someone, whatever it is, that's what I'd say to do 10 minutes later. That's, that's it. <laughs> Dude, like I could keep going, but like I said, I want to be respectful of your time. So thank you once again, man. I appreciate it. Where can we find you online? Instagram, Brad R. Lambert. If you want to hit me up on LinkedIn, I'm on there as well. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I would love your help. This podcast is brand new, so I need all the help I can get. If you would, just subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating. I really, really would appreciate it. And last but not least, I got a little something for you. For the last 10 years, I have been writing, shooting, producing, editing my own video to get my dream job as an entertainment reporter in Los Angeles interviewing the stars. Now, that might not be your dream, but if you are in this industry and you are in this field, you are going to need to learn how to write, shoot, and edit, produce your own content. And now I want to personally train you on these skills so you can create your own journey and make money while doing so. So what I want you to do now is log on to Facebook and request to be in my private Facebook group, On Camera Professionals. Once again, it is called On Camera Professionals. But wait, Thomas, I really like your stuff. I really want to learn from you, but I don't want to be on camera. Don't worry. I got you covered. In this group, I'm going to be doing a live training. So that means live tips and tricks. I'm going to do giveaways, freebies, and I'm also going to do personalized training. So once again, log on to Facebook and type in On Camera Professionals and I'll see you there.